Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The night session is about to take off in the city with the world's busiest airport and one man who has risen into a whole new stratosphere of superstardom is on the runway. Here's what we have for you on TC Live tonight. No longer on the outside looking in, the hometown kid is in Atlanta this year as a seeded player and we will preview his first rounder. Yes, it's the Big Banks Theory. Defending U.S. Open champion and world number one, Iga Svontek made her summer debut on the hard courts. They were clay courts in Warsaw last year, and they certainly are to her liking so far. And here's a leftover story from the weekend that involves a man and his best friend. Look at that. Petra Kashin, as we come into the studios here, Prakash alongside Monica, you guys are going to have to wait a little bit longer for that story. I know you can't wait, Prakash. Just, just, just melt it. Melt it. Patch, are, are you on Instagram? I am on Instagram, yes. Yes, I'm going yeah. to send you that meme. I know Monica and I have exchanged a few dog memes in our time. You look at the x-ray of the man and you see a little face of the dog. Oh, That's yeah. me. That's oh, yeah. Me. I, I, it, there was almost a tear coming out there. You know, we were just kind of like, where are our dogs? They're not here. <laughs> but, you know, one day we're going to have to make it pet day here at Tennis Channel. There's I tennis think that's, coach a, that's a sensational initiative. <laughs> can, sensational. We, can we make that happen? We should definitely do that. Listen, 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 listen. I oh, just, that, I just that, had that. to do that because, yeah, I didn't do it yesterday. But anyway. That's her, that's her Prakash invitation. Well done. Well done. Yes, yes, yes. There's tennis coaches all around the world that are so nervous. They see a dog getting all the love at the end of it. We don't need tennis coaches anymore. <laughs> Everyone's just going to get their pets. Anyway, one of our favorites over the last couple of months, of course, has been Chris Eubanks, who's been stunning his rise since Miami and the American lit things up at Wimbledon. Prakash, is there going to be any hangover, do you feel, for Big Chris? I don't think so. I think he's processed this whole meteoric rise really well. For him, the biggest thing is, as he said, it kind of just takes off a lot of the lifestyle pressure off you. you know, when you're outside the top 100, you're worrying about paying your coach. You're worrying about if you pay, get a new house, that mortgage. You're worrying about so many different bills and all these different things you have to handle. Now, he's kind of put himself in a position, certainly after Miami and absolutely after Wimbledon, where he can kind of just focus on the tennis. Whatever he needs to reinvest in himself, he's able to do it. So I'm expecting a fantastic hardcore season for him. And yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of points to defend, so I feel like he has a lot to gain. He's in a really good place right now. He seems happy, he seems loose. And what a better way than play the night session at home. I mean, this is perfect. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. Wasn't so perfect for John Isner, though, wasn't it? I'm not sure what you've done to deserve this, but you're going to have to relive it a second time. I mean, we thought this was going to be very straightforward. The John Isner way with the big serving from the get-go. He really started this match off blazing hot with his serve and his shot-making. Kupfer didn't have a lot of opportunities to look at John Isner's sec uh, serves in general, but hung tough, mentally stayed with it, and started to produce some beautiful tennis in that second set. Finds his way here. John Isner not looking so great with his transition at the net. Started feeling a little bit slow, was pointing to his legs, maybe some fatigue with the heat there in Atlanta. 
but Cutford from the very beginning of this third set and the very beginning of this tiebreaker was sending John Isner a message saying, hey, I'm going to hang tough here and hang tough he did with some incredible shot making. And at the end of the day, it just wasn't enough for John Isner, who's made the final nine times at this tournament out of the 12 times. First time he loses in the first round. But a lot of credit goes to the German for his incredible display today. Yeah, tough one for the six-time champion. He's uh, on his way out, but a man on his way back, Prakash Nishikori. Well, he's been very inspired right now. Big match for him trying to get his first ATP Tour level match win since Indian Wells back in October of 2021. Got up to a great start here, won that first set, and he does well in these hot, humid conditions, trained in Florida for so long, so he's very used to it. Moving nice there, which is great to see, especially after you haven't played for so long, but he has had a few matches under his belt. Let's not forget, he just recently won a challenger, so finding his inspiration, finding his rhythm, moving the ball around the court, and showing a little feel there as well, and a huge moment. Five all in the breaker to give himself a match point there. And then again, doing what he does best, moving the opponent around, using his defense, making him play that one extra ball, getting the error. Love to see it from Special K. Takes on another Australian in the next round as well, Vukic, but came back just in, in June, and he has had incredible success, Monica, since he hit the tour again. Listen, I'm not going to say yes, that playing in Puerto Rico gave Kay confidence, but <laughs> he visited, it's Puerto Rico. Is he that visited it? my home country. Max Mirny, his coach, hit me up before they went there. Listen, where can we go to eat? What can we see? I gave them all the stops. So I think this has been the key to his success is visiting Puerto Rico. So thank you. Okay, well, listen, I think a lot of players might need to, are going to take you up on that, try to visit as well if they're going to have success like Kay. But what I love to see from him at this age how inspired he still is. Look, he just said being able to watch Rafa and Novak still compete at this level, and that's who he was battling with when he was making the finals of the U.S. Open and so forth, so he's drawing a bit of inspiration there. And also, he said, listen, Carlos Alcaraz, Holger Rune, this young group, I want to play them. I want to have a shot, too. So he's found a new way to be really excited about the game. So important. Yeah, he has. Sasha Zverev is from Germany, and that's where we're going to head next. We're taking you over to Hamburg, a city that has more millionaires in Germany than anyone else. And this man, of course, is a multimillionaire, but on the court between the lines at the moment, he started to look a lot better. Yeah, this is a beautiful time coming up for Sasha. Let's not forget, this is exactly where he had that savage injury last year at the French, so just made no points for the rest of the year. So it's all upside for him, and he really turned things around in his comeback when he made the semis of the French. This is exactly where he picked off. Brilliant day for him today. As big as he serves, believe it or not, 82% first serves in, 172% on the first, 75 on the second. That's a great day. And I love seeing him get to the net. We all know how big he hits from the baseline, but I think it takes a little bit of pressure off his groundies and his serve when he's able to finish a few more points at the net. Only gave up three games. Couldn't have asked for a better start. Yep, he's uh, been a little bit of a lightning rod off the court at the moment, but on it, things are starting to look a little bit more stable for Zvera for Molka, and he's outside the world's top 110 with Marion Vida on his back. That's not what they expected. Success for Zverev and success for Donovekic as well alongside Borna Cioric at Hopman Cup, the revitalized Hopman Cup in Nice, which they suddenly lifted very nicely. And that was just 48 hours ago, but she ran into a bit of a headwind against Storm Hunter. Absolutely. We know Donna Vekic can pull up all the stops. She's a very aggressive player, likes to hit through the court. Was able to capture this first set, however, 
Her opponent, Storm Hunter, has been having one heck of a summer qualifying in both the French Open and Wimbledon, making the Wimbledon final in doubles. And we see that she comes, transitions nicely, uses that doubles play on the singles court as well, has been playing some incredible tennis. I love her mentality. I love the way she smiles on the court, the way she's enjoying every single moment out there. And this is somebody that people have to start looking out for because she has just been on fire from the beginning of the summer, not really letting up. And she came to play. Beats Donna Vekic 6-3 in the third set. And that's a big win for her. And you can see what it means. And who knows where that's going to catapult her to her best ranking of her career on the single score, as well as we take you over to Warsaw and Monica on the hard courts this year, of course, rather than the clay. I mean, this is a, just another dominant performance from Iga Sviantek. Again, her opponent, one that we haven't seen too much around the WTA Tour, but has some big ground strokes, a big serve, and Iga just with her explosiveness on the court, the, her ability to recognize each and every shot. Doesn't look like she's late a lot of the time, just continues to press on forward, is number one for a reason. And it's because she's just dominating her opponents time and time again. She has to be feeling good about playing in her home country, on the hard courts, getting those matches before she has that big title defense in the U.S. Open. This is a star-driven sport, and there's no bigger star on the women's side than Igis Frontek right now. Up and running, clearing the first hurdle that she needed to at home. Big smile on her face. Firm favorite there. And... A relatively firm favorite for the US Open, but Prakash, they're certainly giving a, a number of those players a decent shot. Well, you, you're seeing all the right names in this mix here, but I mean, look at some of those numbers. When you find Iga at yep. plus 225, I think that's really good value. I mean, she's usually been on the negative side of most of these slams. And then Ons at plus 1200, she's been finding some sensational tennis as of late, trying to save herself a little bit by, by pulling out of Canada, but uh, I think. There's good value there. She could be a little bit higher, maybe plus seven, eight hundred, something like that. So, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe throw a couple down there. Patch, what you, do you think? You, you never know. You never know. One of the big stories, though, over the last 24 hours has been the ball. And uh, obviously, going into the US Open Series, it is a Wilson ball, but there is a regular ball and an extra duty ball. Somehow, Monica, it seems common sense has uh, come to the fore, and they're going to play with the extra duty ball throughout the course of the lead up. Is that a good thing, in your opinion, as an ex player? Well, of course, this has been something that has been kind of swirling around for many years on whether to use the same ball for different kinds of surfaces. And as somebody who struggled with an arm injury, I welcome using the same ball. It definitely takes your mind off of the fact that you're always changing at the U.S. Open. The regular duty is much lighter, flies through the court a lot quicker, extra duty much heavier. It's what the men have used all through the U.S. Open swing. So, I mean... I really like it. I hope it stays and it can be something that we see in, in future tournaments. I think when you when we take a step back and you look at sport, tennis in general, there are so many variables all the time. I mean, you're switching surfaces all the time, different conditions, outdoors, indoors. The tension of the racket has to change all the time. There are so many variables all over the place, which, Monica, as you said, can lead to various injuries, which is why it's so brutal on the, on the body. But any kind of uniformity that can be added to the game, even in little elements. The ball, of course, is a huge element, I think is hugely helpful for all of the players and their longevity.
Yeah, there's no question that there's a lot going on at the moment. There's a lot of different surfaces that players are still playing on. Emma Navarro, the rising American 22-year-old, is just a couple of matches away from potentially breaking into the world's top 50. And Coco Goff giving back to the Atlanta community she was raised in. More of that when we come back. That's great. Thanks, ball kid. Thank you, Diana. Thank you. That was nice. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. I know. She's, and she's the best. I mean, what does that type of harp music make you feel? It makes you, I feel like it could be, make you feel like you want to be in love. Wow. Yeah. That is such a profound statement. <laughs> and I couldn't agree with you more. It's just this feeling that music brings makes you want to be in love. Yeah. Dare I even ask about your love life now? It's li it's lifing. It's lifing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that means it's it's trending up. Yeah, it's trending up. Okay, got yeah. it. Uh, on a much. God, I hope he doesn't <laughs> see this. <laughs> Jeez. Just wonderful to be continued. Coco Golf there, warm and fuzzy with Michael Costa. You can find that at tennischannel.com or on our YouTube channel as well. So much more to come on TC Live. And we've been teasing it all the way through. Dog day afternoon it was in Gestad for Pedro Cashin. That's up next. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're about 15 minutes away from the emergence of Chris Eubanks in Atlanta. Takes on a fellow Yellow Jacket, Andres Martin from America. Ben Shelton also on the menu tonight. Of course, Brian Shelton, he did wonderful things with the women's tennis team there. And his son is up as we take you back to Hamburg. And one of the most entertaining players, Prakash Davidovich-Fakina. Well, both these players had contrasting last weeks. Fakina having a rough first-round loss and Kashin obviously taking the title and... That's the form that they both took in this first set. Kashin was on fire, fit the first set 6-2, keeping up that same form. But Fokina found a way to try to fight back here in the second set. A couple of break points at 5-all, using those good wheels, tracking balls down. And nice little athleticism there on that high backhand volley. Manages to capitalize, takes the second set here. He's put a lot of match wins up on the board, 21 match wins. Hasn't made a Master Series final as he did last year, but still plugging his way through there. Still top 40 in the world. Picks up some momentum here in the third set, getting a little bit more aggressive 
with his ground stroke. Sometimes he gets a little bit defensive, but when he's finding that right balance, that's when Folky's playing his best tennis, costs up the error, and, and pulls out a nice come from back, come from behind win. Yeah, it's been turbulent times for him. We're going to stay in Europe. We're going to go to Luzon, and uh, people may have been sleeping on Emma Navarro, but not now, Monica. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, ever since she won NCAAs from the University of Virginia in 2021, she has really burst onto the scene. She is the daughter of the owner of the Credit One Charleston Open, Ben Navarro. I remember seeing her when she was so young. She had a couple wild cards into the Charleston Open and has really kind of come into her own. Made a second round appearance at the French Open. Playing some really good tennis. Jean Jean is not the type of player that you really want to sleep on. She is also a collegiate athlete, has played some really good tennis, especially in Europe. And Emma Navarro just not really giving her any looks in this match. It's really just stepped on Jean Jean from the very beginning. And it's not every day that you just see a 6-0-6-0 win, is it? You should have watched me a bit more, Monica. Well, she's probably been watching Iga Sviantek. There were plenty. Right? There were plenty. <laughs> uh, that took you a while. You both of you were a bit slow. Well, I was there, thinking right? of a bakery. I was thinking of bagels. You went to your, your love and love. That's terrible. I just went to my career, which is uh, which is not as good as the ranking rise that we're watching right now. Look at that. As I said, if you have been sleeping on Emma, certainly not now. Chris Eubanks has been grabbing most of the oxygen in the last few months, rightly so. But look at this from Emma Navarro right now. 22 years of age, and as I say, just two matches away from breaking into to the world's top 50. That has been absolutely stunning. We are going to go through to the social net time, and it is one of those wonderful... We've been teasing it all the way through the show, and this is the moment. This is it for you, Prakash and Monica. It is Pedro Cashin who won Ingeshard, his maiden, maiden ATP title, but this was the moment. Tango. How, how good is this? Listen, you do it so your pup can have a better lifestyle, okay? You can get him more toys, you can spoil him. There's no such thing as wasting your money on your pup. I mean, Ain't that I'm right, just, Monica? I'm just saying, in our bank account, we have something called the Dude Fund. So um, we have two dudes, so it's the Dudes Fund, and uh, it's trending up. So, I mean, you know, Kitchen has to keep, you know, providing to the Dude Fund. And I know you've been trying to convince me of this for Jonah, but I just see only Tango there. Maybe yep. now with this, he tries he to get a Tango friend. a little sibling, he's a little a brother, a sister. Tango, Tango does have a sibling, though. He's got a poodle back home in Ooh. Argentina that unfortunately didn't make the trip. But his well, father... I bet he's jealous. No, but how does that make that poodle feel? He's <laughs> <laughs> stuck at home. He's over here celebrating on TV. Tango's got all this virality now on social media. Poor poodle. That's uh, rough. That That's is. That I is. see what you did there. <laughs> Coco Goff has been giving back, and uh, it has certainly been in her community where she learned to hit a tennis ball for the very first time. Brownwood Park is where they are going to revitalize the sports center there, along with uh, everybody else. That is, that's such a great pro public courts and these kind of places, Monica, are just the lifeblood of tennis, aren't they? Absolutely, and all, all about giving back. I think it's so important, especially to show where you came from, that you're still there. I, mean, I did the same thing with Puerto Rico after the Olympics. There was so much demand for better public courts, and, and this is just so great to see somebody as young as Coco Goff really putting everything into perspective that tennis is just a game and there's more to life, and giving back is always the best.
Listen, I know how great Coco Goff is on the court and what she's been able to achieve, but this this has always impressed me even more. The kind of the kind of young woman that she is. Even a few years ago, during the pandemic, when when she she took the impetus to go out and speak against social justice and so forth, she just realizes that her platform has given her this responsibility and this honor, and and she wears it so proudly. So any time she can use it to for the betterment of others, she's all about it. Love, love, love that about her. Yeah, she is a very, very special person, a superstar in her own right, but giving back to that community, and they're going to benefit massively from it. This is what we have for you on the Wednesday schedule. This is what time it all kicks off in Hamburg and in Lausanne and Warsaw, 5 a.m. Eastern time. We've got uh, Atlanta, of course, a night session that is almost coming up today as well, which has got Chris Eubanks. That's what you have to look forward to from tomorrow. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back. A little bit of Italian inspiration for you, Prakash. Well, a little attacking stuff from Elias Imer here, but it's not enough because we see some glorious one-handed action up the line from Lorenzo Musetti. And you know what? I think he heard you yesterday, Petch, talking about one-handers can't cut it anymore. Put some respect on this Italian's name. Little flick and then a little finger up. Love the style. What do you think? He has got a lot of style and he's got a lot of game. And... Uh... He's through as we take a look at what's coming up on, on Wednesday. Some great matches for you. Kasper Ruud and Andre Rublev jumped in a car for, with each other from Borstadt to get themselves to Hamburg. Lehechka taking on Dominic Team. Vavrinka's held over with rain in Umag. Misolic uh, got through to the final of Kitzball last year. What takes your fancy there, Monica? I mean, I really want to see Mira Andreva continue to show that impressive form that she's been having this entire summer. She's really given me something to talk about, and she's the one that right now it's, you know, I think it's going to be something really special. So I have my eye on her. Prakash, 29 and 4 for Mira this season, 16 years of age. What were you doing at 16? I, I tell you what, I was, I was probably failing my driver's license test. <laughs> I certainly wasn't How many doing... times did you have to take that test? Listen, l l l let's, not, let's not talk about it. Luckily, we found someone, they were a tennis fan, and then, you know, somehow I passed. That, I don't want to talk about it, but... That all translates <laughs> to maybe more than five times. So if you see Prakash on the road... Go the other way. I know, I'm a very safe driver, okay? I've been mm -hmm. accused of being the slowest driver out mm -hmm. there. I'd rather get there nice and safely than, you know, in a hurry. Isn't that right, Pet? Absolutely. you got to go there. And, yeah, I, I can imagine you driving very slowly, Prakash. Now, one, with one hand, well, like they, this, yeah, they leaning got, back. You know, they got to see you with That's exactly through, why. You see you him know? on the road, just go the other way. I'll tell you who has been going the other way in one of the matches that we got for you tomorrow. It's Sebastian Baez. He has been struggling massively. He made the final in Bouchard last year, then ended up winning one match out of his next 14. What happens in that situation to a player? I mean, I saw him play last year at the French Open against Zverev and was really taking it to Zverev, almost caused the upset, but just hasn't been able to find that confidence to string a couple good wins together. I mean, it's it really just boils down to confidence. Sometimes you have these highs and lows in your career and you just really need to have a couple consistent wins to turn it around. You talk to your team, what's working, what's not working, how can we continue to improve? And it, I mean, tennis is a learning process. It's not all linear, but 
He's got to find it. Another issue for a player like Bayes is he's not one of those players who can just come out and, and, and you know, serve a couple laces here and there and, and find his way into a breaker and then maybe squeeze it out so he has something to rely on. He's a guy who has to go out there and earn every single point. And then when you start losing some close matches, you kind of get out of the rhythm of winning. And, you know, losing is a habit, winning is a habit, and then you lose matches like he lost to Gael Monfils at the French Open this year. Those things can wear on you the more and more you get. So, you know, it only takes one week. Listen, we all know that as tennis players. You all of a sudden feel great after a semifinal. So he's got to just keep the faith. Rough draw for him in this next match against Casper, who's just so brutal on that stuff. But uh, he'll come around. Yeah, Casper was also struggling, wasn't it? Just yeah. took him one week to start kick it, kicking back into gear before he made the French Open final. Dominic Team, another one that we sort of at the moment keep talking about potentially full starts for him. Up against Gigi Lehechka with one of the biggest forehands out there. It's going to be interesting to see how the Austrian gets on there. Absolutely, but I feel like, if anything, he's got to continue to take the positives of his comeback. I feel like he's being very patient with himself. He's not really getting uh, too down on himself with the losses. He knows that it's a process. He knows that coming back from an injury, it's not all going to be overnight, just one click, and all of a sudden you're back. He's got to work for it. He's got to keep going out there. And I just have to admire his patience and his courage to continue to week in and week out, just show up and do the work and no excuses. And that's what makes a champion. I think Downing's got a really good head and perspective at the moment right now. I mean, look, he's been as high as winning a Grand Slam, and then he lost motivation. He had to go and do a lot of personal work to be able to find that the right motivation to get back and get as hungry as he was when he was trying to win that Grand Slam. And then, of course, dealing with all these injuries. So I don't think he takes anything for granted now, taking it day by day, and that's why we're starting to see him string some things together. Tough opponent, though. I think Lehechka is one of those guys who, you know, if he has a good run here and there, he could end up top 15, you know, be pushing on the top 10. A lot of potential for him. I'm looking at the clock there, and it's ticking very quickly to the top of the hour here, Monica. Chris Eubank's about to come out in Atlanta. There's going to be a pretty big roar for Chris after everything that he's achieved, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he deserves it for sure. I just hope that he goes out there and enjoys the home crowd. Obviously, he's going to be playing a fellow uh, Georgia Tech alum, so it's going to be a tough match. But obviously, Chris has been feeling really good this summer, so hopefully he can come out the other end. And look, he, he's been in the other position. Where, yeah. You know, it's your first, you know, one of your first times playing in such a big match. You, you want to be able to get out there, you know, make all your friends excited and so forth. So he knows the other kid's going to be feeling a little pressure, and maybe that's a little extra something he can take into it. Yeah, Andreas Martin is going to be feeling a little bit of pressure, but he had a good win over Thanasi Kokonakis, so he knows his way around at this particular level, and that will be something that obviously takes some of the pressure off him out there. No, absolutely. They both know the conditions well. well. It's not exactly. going to be just for Chris. There's going to be a good crowd. There's going to be good conditions. They know how to play at the Atlanta Open. They know how to play in Georgia Tech, which is just a short ways from there. So, I mean, it's all going to be good fun. Yeah, it's going to be a classic out there in Atlanta, and Chris Eubanks who has been making the headlines will be definitely somebody that is going to be looking to try and use his... At the end of the day, Prakash, what is it that clicked for you most importantly for Chris in the last three months? What is it? What, what happened? I think it's identifying your identity as a player. I didn't think he was very sure of his game style before. Now he's willing to live and die by going for the ball, letting it sit on his racket. He's going to be the aggressor. He's not going to try to play too much baseline tennis and get involved in defensive rallies. And I think that's what we saw from him in Mallorca, in Miami, and certainly at Wimbledon. He, he's, I play big boy tennis. And as long as I stick to that, I'm willing to have peace of mind at the end of the day with it.
Yeah, Jerry Shang out against Ben Shelton as well. I mean, it is an absolute blockbuster of a night out there. Ben Shelton also somebody that's made headlines for the finals of Australia. He doesn't want to get overshadowed by what Chris is doing. No, absolutely not. And I feel like this is really the time where Ben Shelton is going to be tested for the first time as an ATP player. He has some big points coming up to defend. This is exactly where he broke out last year. So we have to see how now he's starting to become a known face on the ATP tour. How is he going to handle that pressure? Let's see. I'm going to make a bit of a call yeah. here. I think Shelton's going to have a breakout summer because we've seen Americans here take turns having the spotlight on them. Tommy Paul in Australia. Then it kind of goes back and forth. All of a sudden, it's been about big banks. I think it's a little healthy. I, I, I think something's been brewing, and we might see some big stuff from Shelton. Look at that reception for both players. Chris Eubanks back where he feels at his best and is most familiar. This is a successful home for him. Will it be successful tonight? We'll be joining Mark Knowles and Jimmy Arias after the break.